Get Real with Casey Kasem is back for another episode, and this one features Maddie Kroll. Maddie is a podcaster and content analyst that you've probably seen all over the place. We chatted about all kinds of things, such as growing up in Oklahoma, the women in fantasy football panel at the Fantasy Football Expo, putting out content for the first time, naps, being authentic, and much more. Make sure you're following Maddie on Twitter at Maddie Kroll, as well as me at DKCKSum. The podcast is on Twitter at GetReal underscore pod. This podcast is a proud member of the DAP Network. I wanted to give a shout out to everyone who has been listening, spreading the word, and just being so supportive of the podcast. It makes me so happy to be able to put these podcast interviews out for you, and I hope you're getting knowledge from it like I am. And now, my conversation with Maddie Kroll. We are excited because, I said we are because I'm everybody that's listening I'm sure is excited as well, but Maddie we're going to learn all kinds of stuff about you. I'm sure. I'm sure we will. But That's scary. <laughs> but, you know, I, yes, it could be scary. It might be wonderful and the most exciting thing that's happened to us in a long time. So Guaranteed to be entertaining, for yeah, sure. For sure. So stick around because, you know, you know, spoiler alert, there's a lot of cool stuff coming up, even though I really don't know what's about to come up. Listen, um, sometimes I'm funny. <laughs> so it's bound to make you laugh at some point. There you go. There you go. I, I appreciate having that because it just me and it's not going to be as funny but you know we, oh, we need that we need we need that little added boost so let's go back let's talk about a funny time at least it was a funny time for me but let's go back and talk about childhood um when you were growing up where did you grow yeah i mean i'm your therapist just me straight into the trauma excuse me let me get uh, <laughs> let me get my pen and my paper out um no I, because i always want to kind of get a feel for how you kind of got on this journey towards sports and, and fantasy sports. Um, but looking at your childhood, let's just say, where did you grow up and was sports an important part of that process? So I love questions like these because, well, one, it's so fun getting to talk about yourself. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. I like to actually be able to reflect on like where I came from and things like that. But I grew up in Hicktown, Oklahoma, literally <laughs> like uh, you will see people riding their horses through the subway drive through because that's just like what happens. There was two stoplights, I think, when I was growing up there. Anyway, super small town. There wasn't a whole lot to do. Um, and sports is everything there. So from the time that you're little, you get started in gymnastics or soccer, and then it's onto t-ball and then they have basketball all of the things um i come from a huge basketball family so my dad played pro ball my mom played collegiate ball um i was bred to be a basketball player i say that all the time my mom's 5'11 my dad's 6'10 and then i came out um i was in little dribblers when i was four so i have been in sports since then and i think because basketball was kind of like shoved down my throat my entire childhood once i got to where i could make the decision i was like i don't want to do this anymore and my mom was like well you have to do something you can't just not you can't just go to high school that's not what we do here so um my stepdad was a he was the defensive coordinator for the high school football team so i jumped in um i got to be a trainer and i've I've loved football since I was little. I tried to play Little League um, when I was younger. I fell in love during the Aikman era, the Cowboys. I was like three or four, and I just loved football. And to hey, <laughs> she's repping some Aikman stuff back there. there I didn't go. even see it. It's also the side, but, you know, we love Aikman in this house. Uh, some people do. I, I think I prefer a quarterback <laughs> over commentator, but yeah. that's a whole other yeah. topic. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, um, we won't go there. <laughs> we, we won't dive into that. This, this will turn into like a, a five series episode or a five series podcast. Um, anyways, so I I lost my train of thought there. I love football. I got to kind of get more involved with it from the aspect of learning to break down film and all of that good stuff when I, when I was in high school. And then when I went to college, I ended up living with part of the football team and kind of grew my um, knowledge base there, I would say. But that's kind of how things got started. And you brought up college and you're wearing an OU hat. So I take it, is that? Boomer sooner, baby. There we go. Of okay. course. Checking of course. in, you know. I'm from uh, the Dallas area, so I know all too well the, uh, the rivalry between UT oh, and OU. For sure. And Red Horns River. down. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I have no dog in the fight. I am not a college football watcher or lover or any of the things, but you know, more, more power to all of you guys. And just, just don't say that out loud in public in Texas. You know, I know, I know it's people it's, have it's, been it's incarcerated hard. for work or less. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to keep it under wraps, but I act like I know enough about the NFL that it kind of makes up for everything. Else. Hey, that's totally fine. Uh, totally well, yeah. Fine. You know, I totally keep track of, Everything football, even middle school football, even okay. But whenever you dive into the NFL as deeply as we do all the time, yeah. NCAA is a whole other job. Yeah, that's why. That, I, that's why I'm I'm lazy. I can't do it. It's so stressful. I can keep up with one team, and that's about it. Yeah, that's what I always said. Is if I can find one team, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but like for Dynasty and stuff, like, do you play Dynasty? So I just joined a Dynasty team. So, or I guess league. So this is my first year of exploring that. Gotcha. Okay. So mm -hmm. watching, you know, college games and everything, I guess knowing about those college players is a big deal when it comes to dynasty. So do you find having that knowledge is, has been helpful for diving into it? Yeah. So I found a cheat code. What I do is I follow the Reese's Senior Bowl Um advisors i think is what they call them the little scouts i follow them and i pick up the highlights so i'm not having to watch every single game constantly <laughs> i listen to them and then i love greg cosell because greg cosell has really great points and i also feel like um he's got that kind of madden vibe in the sense of every time i listen to him i learn something new so I just kind of cheat my way through the NCAA thing to benefit my NFL knowledge now. Well, you know, that's great. Like the little tricks and tips, hacks to get, you know, get through it. That's awesome. Oh, for that's sure. We love a shortcut. <laughs> Anything that can make life easier. Perfect. Perfect. So, okay. In college and, and football being a part of your life, um, when did fantasy football become a part of your life? To be honest, I'm still new to the fantasy football to the fantasy football world. I played um, when I was younger and then I played some throughout college, but I never took it seriously. So I've always kind of had leagues, but um, not to the point where I'm like throwing things like I am now if something goes wrong and I'm like all stressed out. <laughs> right. um, so I would say about a year ago is really when I seriously dove into having way too many teams and made my life revolve around fantasy football. But I love it. I so I had an algebra teacher, shout out Miss Callahan in eighth grade. She gave bonus points if you kept up with a fantasy football team because 
there's math involved, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I kind of got started. Um, And I do have a home league that actually started whenever I was a sophomore in high school that I've continued and we meet up every year. Um, But outside of that, I never really took it serious until about a year ago. Okay, well, I, I like that you brought up the math part because I, I was talking to Dave Kluge uh, last episode and he brought up the same thing about math being like one of the things that got his math teacher also implemented. I had no idea. Yeah, so it was like they kind of did like uh, box scores or they did like looked up different mm-hmm. things and all that. But they were and they didn't call it fantasy football, but it was basically the same kind of idea. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I've heard it on this podcast a few times where math has been kind of the you know, stepping stone, stepping end. stone, which yeah. is crazy. Cause that's the first time I've ever gotten a hundred percent in a, like in a math course. And it was only because I had so many bonus points from doing fantasy <laughs> football every week. Hey, it was man. awesome. And I everybody participated. That, that is, yeah, I could see kids being real, real interested in math all of a sudden, because I mean, yeah, hello, it was awesome. It's addictive too. So you're teaching. <laughs> no, but it's so much fun, you know? And so that is cool. Like we didn't have yes. that when I was, you know, in high school and that would have been, well, I guess they did have it. They didn't tell me about it. About that. <laughs> you they weren't invited to that class. <laughs> yeah. Nobody yeah. told me about fantasy football when I but was But it was wrong. also a whole, a whole different ball game because back when I, back in my day, Welcome back when I was in the eighth grade, there was no like <laughs> fantasy apps or anything yeah. like that. You know, like iPhones right. were still pretty new. Um, so you really, like we looked up stats and newspapers she had and then of course we could use the computer um Mm -hmm. but it wasn't as accessible now so it was kind of fun to have a designated time every day to be able to go in and check out fantasy stuff for school it was awesome oh man yeah for sure and that i mean it's so cool i was actually i worked at a school for about 10 years or so no way yeah like an after school program i i I was in charge of one of the elementary schools after school programs and dope thank you (laughs) <laughs> no, I really Listen, enjoyed it. I probably really took did. 10 years off your life. I did. That's why years. I stopped. But, you know, it was it was great. And, you know, I keep in contact with some of the teachers that still work at that school. And so one teacher's like, oh, wow, you like write fantasy football content that, you know, you put out stuff like my kids would love it if you came in and like talked. Now, I, I then you know, the pandemic happened and yeah and then all that stuff but I nobody was allowed in there but yeah exactly but it, it's just cool because she's like they would be so they would be so interested in that so when you were growing up what did you want to do with your life when you got older what did you want to be um when I was really younger I loved Aaron Andrews I wanted to be Aaron, Aaron Andrews so bad I think I was her for Halloween like multiple years in a row <laughs> um and then I and then as I got older things kind of shifted um I actually got to travel a lot when I was younger so I modeled internationally so I thought that that's what I wanted to do is just go live that life and then I lived that life for a few years and was like okay I'm ready to come home and then I thought that I wanted to be a dentist. So went to college, got all my classes, started working in a dental office. Um, and I kind of s- stepped away from the sports world kind of altogether. Um, I say that in a sense of like, I kind of hid a lot of my football knowledge for a long time. I, I was I was in a relationship that that kind of was put down. Um, and so until I kind of went to therapy and worked through all that, I kind of just shut that side of myself off for a little bit. Um, and then pandemic hit, I was doing therapy really hard and we start, she was like, just get back to something that you loved when you were a kid. And that ended up being football. And then all of a sudden, all of these doors started opening for me and 
I just realized I am much happier in this space where I get to talk about sports. It doesn't seem like a job um, Mm -hmm. when I'm getting to do something that I enjoy. So I would say childhood dreams was probably to do what I'm doing now. Um, But that kind of got skewed and a little muddy along the way. It happens, you know, it happens. it happens to all of us. So um, it's it's fun to see everybody's progression. And, you know, with the pandemic, a lot of people kind of dove headfirst into putting out content and and starting mm-hmm. up, uh, you know, sites or podcasts or whatever. How did you uh, come across being able to put out content on fantasy sports? I love this question because it was so accidental. So <laughs> I am a part of Junior League. It's Junior League is a women's volunteer organization. It's international. But the chap- or the Tulsa chapter, I met a girl and we instantly headed off um, talking about football. And all season long, we were watching games together. Um, I just kind of felt like, oh, wow, like I found somebody who – is so relatable to me who likes the same things that I can just be genuine with. This is awesome. We wanted to connect with other people like that. So we decided to start this podcast. We had no idea what we were doing. So we start this podcast. And then all of a sudden one day, we had been doing it for maybe like three weeks at this time. Um, I got a DM on Instagram from, um, it was the fantasy coaches. And they said that they were doing a big, charity potathon and asked if we could come on and Cassie the girl I was doing the podcast with was busy that night but I was like sure I'll hop on so I hopped on and um that segment I was paired with from boys Robbie and Mm -hmm. I just kind of hit it off with both of them it was awesome and then Robbie invited me to come on his podcast and then it just kind of snowballed from there I just anytime anybody asked me to like come on the podcast or do anything with them I was like yeah let's do it and then um, Robbie was like, okay, you got to get a Twitter. Everybody has a Twitter. That's the only <laughs> way people are going to know who you are. You didn't are. even have a Twitter. I didn't have a Twitter up until uh, August 31st of last year. I, wow. I got my Twitter. So I've had it for just over a year. But um, So I made a Twitter, and then I saw all the good stuff that everybody was yeah. doing. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. These are my people. That is, you know, it's funny to me that people, when they come on you, they're like, well, you know, I just joined Twitter like in the last couple yeah. of years. And I'm like, I've been on Twitter since 2008. So <laughs> I've Listen, seen some I've of seen, us are slower to the game. No, so, some of us are older than others. So look, I knew where all the content was before everybody. I should have been like, you know, you are I, I really wish that together. you guys didn't all come in and, and take all my secrets from me. And, and But I guess at the same time, I've got a lot more people to choose from, I guess, to get my content. How yeah. do you... How, you paved the way for us. Also. Yeah, that's it. Well, here's... Here, well, my question is with, with like the new wave of, of everybody that came in, um, got Twitters that, you know, find out that like Twitter is the way to go. What are, What kind of social media were you also using for your fantasy experience if you will so my fantasy experience was so limited it was literally an instagram that had i think 600 followers like that was it so (laughs) it was very limited so you can imagine like the culture shock that i received once i joined twitter i was like holy cow there's thousands of people that like fantasy football and talk about it and then I would say this past year i was like okay like my eyes were opened but until i went to that big networking event the fantasy football expo i i remember like 
I looked at Sam and I was like, holy cow, like this is real. And I just felt so like welcomed and getting to meet people that you kind of like admired online for a year was so cool. But to be in a space where everybody has like the same, the same interests, you just kind of feel accepted. That's the best way I can explain it. And that was such a cool feeling. But as far as like, what did I, what did I think about coming in? It was kind of like a shell shock. <laughs> how did you figure out like how to use Twitter and who to follow and you know what uh, you need to be looking for? I still tweeting. don't know if I <laughs> if I do this correctly because I just tweet whatever comes to my head, and then sometimes people are like Maddie, and then sometimes I get those texts like, "Was that for real? You should probably take that down." Like I just kind of tweet whatever comes to my head. I follow people who I think are funny um, or who have good information. And I kind of just, I base my Twitter off of vibes, which is right. a terrible okay. answer, No, but it's really <laughs> just about like what makes me happy whenever it comes across my timeline. No. And that's, I totally enjoy that. And I, and I appreciate that. There's a crowd of people and you know what that's, and they're allowed to be this way. Uh, everybody's allowed to be, you know, whatever, even if it's the, the stick to football. <laughs> you can crowd. be a hateful. Well, hater. I just want to say the stick to football crowd. I'm not the biggest oh, fan of obviously, yeah. because if, if they're stick to foot football, they're probably not listening to this podcast because it's not, you know, whatever, it's not always football. It's not always football. So how do you feel about that? Do you, do, do you care? Does it matter? I don't really care. I think that everybody has their own outlook and their own goals. And I'm totally for whatever works for you. You should do that and stick to it if that's what makes you happy. I just think that people should be authentic. And for me, I kind of think um, there are people – There's a ton of people even just like on TV that are so accessible that are saying the exact same things that we're saying. Mm -hmm. So I just want my personality to shine. Like if you're if you're following me or if you're listening to what I'm doing, it's because you like me as a person. And so for me, I just want to be relatable and I just want to be authentic so that I draw people who connect with me. And then we also talk about football. And that's just kind of like the way I view it. But I also know that there are people who are very strictly I'm going to focus on this and it works out great for them. So I think that people should just try to see what works best for them, what content they enjoy and roll with it. And when you first started putting out the podcast with Cassie, Mm -hmm. had you ever done anything like that before? Or was this kind of your first jump into doing something like that? Absolutely not. I knew nothing. We didn't have headphones. We had these little mics that we bought from Best Buy maybe even Amazon. I don't know. We just kind of, I Googled how to start a podcast and that's how it happened. It was very mediocre. We recorded in GarageBand and I just export it, but no, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I will say I learned a lot going on other people's podcasts. So once um, Robbie invited me on his, and then I started going to other different podcasts and shows, then I started asking more questions, taking notes and figuring out what I was supposed to be doing. Is there something you can think of that you thought was going to be more difficult about putting out content or podcasting that really didn't end up being as difficult as, you know, it's, it really wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I really thought that it was a lot scarier than what it is. I think for a while I was nervous to put out my own stuff or my own thoughts, or I would really, over-research things and have almost arguments inside my head about like, if somebody challenges me on this, what am I going to say before I would put something out? 
Um, and so I kind of thought that it would be like that, but it's really not. I've learned that it's more of an accepting community than what I assumed. And mm -hmm. I've learned that it doesn't really matter what other people think. And so that whole aspect of just being able to be confident and be myself, I thought was going to be really difficult. And it was a lot easier than I thought it was. Thankfully. You ever, thankfully, right? <laughs> thankfully. Shoo. I feel like it I should really knock is. on some wood too. Like, oh, yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. Uh -huh. No, once you find the groove though, you're good. Um, so was there anything that some somebody had told you when you started out that you took and went with that was like a piece of advice or something that really, you know, that really coach. helped me there was yep. so much but one thing that i remember was um one of my friends herms he he was actually on the show i think mm -hmm. um he told me he was like just be yourself you know your stuff you don't have to prove it to anybody just relax and be yourself and it'll happen and mm -hmm. so i think that that was the greatest advice that i received because i I feel so much more comfortable whenever I can just be me and I don't have to filter myself because that's when I start getting into the stammering and don't know what to say is whenever I'm trying to keep those filters up. So I loved that somebody told me, like gave me permission almost like, hey, be yourself, be creative, do you, and it'll be okay. And going on podcasts with other people, sometimes you're on podcasts with people you barely know and you're, you're trying to That's learn. That's so hard. You know, it, it, yeah, people I was going to don't even you, realize that. How, how, what is it, how is it going into a podcast, especially when you don't know the people that you're going on to a podcast with? To be honest with you, I think I still struggle with that. I think – so I'm a person where I match energy. Mm -hmm. I am honestly just crazy off the wall all the time. But if I get with somebody who is really relaxed and chill, I kind of sink to that. Or if somebody's crazy off the rails, that's the way I'm going to act. And so it's yeah. hard when you don't know somebody. You Like for me, I don't, I don't know what I'm walking into. I kind of find that difficult. It's almost intimidating at first. Um, but – I think that it's just – I think that's something that it gets easier the more you do. At least it has for me. So exactly. I think the practice makes perfect kind of thing. Going on these different podcasts and getting to experience different situations and different mm -hmm. formats and how people do shows different ways. Um, has that helped you become more comfortable if you were to podcast with, you know, either it just being by yourself or like you and one other person? 100%. I think that anytime you get in front of a camera, it gets easier and easier. Um, it is, I think that it's still difficult to like listen to yourself back, like mm -hmm. listen back to what you said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think that if I would go back and listen, I might, I might find that it's a little less intimidating, but yeah, I just think that the more times you do it, you're right. Like practice makes perfect. Um, I'm still not perfect though. So well, you know, I don't know if anybody is except for I can't. I don't. I, can't I really don't of. know anybody who's perfect. But it does yeah. get easier, and I think that yeah. the. I think you're right. Like the more times you're on, you kind of pick up tips and tricks, or um, you see how they do things, and you might adopt that. So yeah, I definitely think that you get inspiration from any show that you're on, or at least I do. I also. Like I'm an avid podcast listener, so I think that that helps a lot too is just being able to one, hear how other people answer questions and then how other people ask questions and that sort of thing. I think that that helps a lot too, just kind of being submersed in it. 
being an avid listener of podcasts, are you a listener of fantasy content of other con? What kind of content do you like to listen so, to? So I'm kind of all across the board. I listen to, of course, like the fantasy stuff. I listen to um, NFL podcasts. I love Ross Tucker's podcast just because it's like a quick one. And I feel mm-hmm. like I get to, my NFL feeds, um, but I love pop culture, pop culture podcasts. I'm like, obsessed with them because I used to love trash TV, like reality TV. I don't have time <laughs> for that anymore with football stuff. Right. So, um, having those pop culture podcasts, I can kind of like get my fix on everything that's going on in the world outside of football. That's awesome. <laughs> it really I mean, is because who has time, right? Who has time? Who has time? If and you... I can listen to a podcast like in a shower or when yeah. I'm on a walk or driving. Yeah. Really? I listen to podcasts all the time. Right. And uh, yeah, you were talking earlier uh, to me about how, um, like with YouTube, like you don't really have, you can't yeah, look at, you're you know, like really... sitting there. Yeah. And that's so hard for me because I'm ADHD. It's hard for me too. And well, okay. I'm not ADHD. So <laughs> the lady says, um, but um, where so am I going? You're with like, this? I tried. Uh, I tried. I uh, can't even do that right. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> where am I going with this? See? Are we um, um anyway, sitting down and watching so anything and, is hard, yeah, I right? Can't, and, and at work, I'm not allowed to just like have a scream like there. Anyway, That's I, like so to, rude. I like to do my uh, so I'll still I'll listen to a podcast, right? Or I'll like make sure that it's turned so that I can't people can't see that I can see, you know. But, but you're indulging. You're trying I'm to treat try, yourself, you know. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's how you stay sane in the workplace. As you multi hundred percent. I'm just kidding, employers. I love you. Um, <laughs> hey, man, a listen's a listen. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, so anyway, let's get back on track. See, you know, she says she's ADHD, and then I'm getting her off track. Um, listen, I will do that to you the entire podcast. I promise. I'm. You know what? And that is the best. Going off the rails is the best i love that when you're on a podcast and it kind of just starts going off the rails and isn't completely like i'm so happy you love that because that's probably what's gonna happen i'm good with it in a podcast situation like this it's good um in a situation where i would like to be more prepared it's not always the best but you know you know the most about yourself so it's a topic that you're pretty i'm pretty well versed in myself I've oh, had 29 right. years. Uh, still working on it, but 29 years. Uh, 29. I don't even think I was playing fantasy football when I was 29. But... Really? <laughs> I, I don't that. know. Maybe that's when I started. I don't know. It's been yeah. It's probably been around 28, 29 is when I started playing fantasy football, and that was a ways away. Um. Anyway, we'll get back to. I, okay, let's get back on track with the fantasy content. I want to know okay. what do you do when. Or has this happened to you? I'm sure it has. It's happened to a lot of us where you get kind of like stuck in like a funk or like a, a creative block. Um, I know with the fan- with fantasy football in the NFL, there's always a lot of content. But what happens yeah. when you're kind of not feeling it? That, okay, that happened a lot whenever I felt like I was putting a ton of pressure on myself. I think it's really hard when, especially for people who are writing articles, it's hard to write something that's going to be eye-catching or different than what everybody else is doing. And so you put all this pressure on yourself to make sure that it's up to par. And I think that sometimes people do that with video content also, or even podcasting. For me, I found whenever I don't put that pressure on myself, it's Mm -hmm. so much better. So I stopped saying, I want to put out this many videos, or I want to put out this content or whatever. I just kind of go with 
I have a notes app on my phone and whenever something pops in my head, no matter what time of day it is, I'll jot it down as like an idea in my notes app. And then whenever I'm feeling like juiced up or I'm like ready to go make a video or whatever, I will go back to the notes section and kind of relive those creative moments. So I try to not put pressure on myself to do what I used to do is I would say, okay, like Wednesday, I'm going to record four videos that didn't work for me. So now it's when I get inspired or I have that little burst of creativity, I'm taking advantage of it, even if I'm not at a point where I can stop and go record a video or whatever. I just kind of like put it to the side and then revisit it later. And that's really helped for me. I do the same thing with Twitter drafts, (laughs) with with tweets. (laughs) See, I do that. I probably have a million drafts in my that I just forget you to go should go through to. and just oh fire some off. I would. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna be, I'm be like calling people out for calling me out for stuff. I'll be like, you just tweeted that. I was like, oh, I was supposed to be like two years ago. This my is bad. Two years ago. You're <laughs> gonna be like, don't listen to Maddie anymore. It was terrible <laughs> advice. Hey, you know, keep you gotta keep people on their feet. They'll be asking you what, like, what did what did you mean here? And then yeah. you can be like, I don't really know. But let me tell you, that's oh. usually what happens to me. I'll be like, oh. uh, <laughs> that that thought came to me in the middle of the night. I don't, yeah. I don't really know. Uh, it was uh, funny. That's like four vodka sodas in, you know. But yeah, that's, that's usually that's me. Also happens. <laughs> that's me a lot. They'll be like, yeah, why'd you happened. say this? And I'll be like, because uh, I was drinking alcohol. I don't know. I don't know why. It wasn't me. It was the tequila. It, it was. There you go. I'm playing. always, always, always. Oh. I love a good rage tweet after tequila. <laughs> tequila, Maddie, and Twitter. Yeah. Don't mix. Oh, no. I even paid for like the Twitter thing where it's like it makes sure it'll say like, do you want to unsend or go mm. ahead and send it through where it gives you that time where yeah. you have to think about it. I thought that that would kind of like filter me a little more, yeah. but I just like click past it. I'm like, nah, send. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to, I'm thinking, you know, what I, you know, because I'm always like, man, like I think back, I'm like, you won't get this. Cause again, we've established I'm old. Um, but I just remember, I remember when I was like in high school and not having like, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have. Okay. Thank gosh though. Well, yes, yes, yes. High school would be miserable if we lived in the TikTok generation. We didn't have. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, ah, yeah. Would it not? It would be awful. Absolutely. High school is hard enough, but to yeah. have to deal with TikTok on top of that, absolutely not. Absolutely okay. not. Homeschool me now. I will be a hermit. See, I don't, I don't like, I don't know where I was going with this, but TikTok kind of threw me off. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you said no. that you said that you guys didn't have social media or yeah. no, 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 you said cell phones when you were. Well, yeah. School. So I didn't have like the internet at my fingers to like give me all the answers and to like mm-hmm. to you know, oh, hold on, let me figure out who that person is in that movie real quick and then get stuck in a, in a Wikipedia hole or IMDb yeah. or whatever, trying to figure, you know, whatever. Thank goodness we don't live there anymore. <sighs> Life, right? Life. So, <laughs> so having distractions and all, you know, all over the place and mm-hmm. then, you know, and then doing fantasy content for a living and putting out, you know, that, how yeah. do you stay on track? I mean, I know as a job, you kind of have to, but how do you make sure that your focus is on what it needs to be on, I'm especially with, to with not the <laughs> I <laughs> love that you think I've yeah. mastered that. I, I'm, you know, you're my expert, you know, I had Kelly on and I asked her all these questions because I was really intrigued by it. Cause my therapist was like hardcore thinking, right. And maybe still, I don't know. And then I went and like did all the tests and they're like, Oh no, you're, 
no i like no that's not what you your anxiety is a ridiculous amount of but other so than and those things go hand in hand so for so long well first of all i was diagnosed when i was younger and my mm -hmm. mom is a teacher and she was like no we're not doing that and she was like you're fine <laughs> just you're gonna be fine right on. and then um so i am i am medicated that does help. However, I will say that that super hinders my creativity. So I don't mm. like to take my medicine. Okay. The issue is, is ADHD and anxiety go hand in hand because right. your neurons are firing, but your receptors aren't receiving, which basically means that ADHD people are in a fight or flight all day long. So our anxiety is just up to here. So I will sometimes do like what I call work enhancement. <laughs> drug. So I'll take my ADHD medicine when I have to do admin because that's yeah. where I struggle. Like if I have to Got reply the... to emails or whatever. So I so. kind of alternate those. But if I'm, if I'm doing like my fantasy football thing or I'm being creative or doing videos, I mm -hmm. won't take my medicine that day. It's just kind of like a free for all. <laughs> and I love that. That's but cool. as far as all not right. getting distracted, I don't know what that's like <sighs> because I'm yeah. distracted all the time. Okay. I, I took a break to go get, um, I think it was like hand soap or something from Target the other day. And then I was going to come right back and um, do my rankings for the week, like yeah. my rankings of teams. And that turned into a five and a half hour process because I got so distracted between Target and then I went to Sonic and I then mean, it was a round down. It all so, sounds very you know, basically Target. I mean, you get trapped there for like at least three hours. It's yeah yeah <laughs> and then it's even it's even worse and everybody who makes content is going to understand me when i say this tiktok is like the most dangerous place in the world right so i get on to try to get ideas of what i'm going to do for content and then the next thing i know it's the next day and i've wasted an entire day just trying to figure out what i'm going to do so i had to be very strategic like i literally have to set a timer if i'm going on to like just watch tiktoks because if not it like I don't eat throughout the day. I'm just like gone. I'm I'm not the person you want to ask about how to stay on task. I get distracted <laughs> always. I, I'm just I'm hoping that one day somebody has that magic, you know. Idea. Can you let me but, know? Yeah, I will. We're 60. This is what I think this will be 62 episodes in and we still haven't figured Nobody's it out. Nobody's won Maybe. that. Sadly. One day I'll find somebody hopefully. Well, but And it's know. even worse when you're your own boss, right? Because like I'm not going to be mean to myself. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I paid way too much money in therapy to learn yeah. how to be nice to myself to go back to like oh, get yeah. it together. Yeah. No, Where I'm, I'm like, like, oh my God, looking on my shoulder. I got to make yeah. sure everything. <laughs> you wasted an entire day, but your mental health is great. Like yeah, th those are conversations I have with myself. I'm the worst boss. Yeah. Well, I let I'm myself call in all the time. <laughs> I probably would be the same way. I mean, <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, you brought up TikTok, and I was going to make a stupid dad joke about how I'm not Sean Evans, so I'm not going to do a deep dive <laughs> on your Instagram or anything like that. But no, what kind of social media do you use besides just Twitter? Like, what else are you using for fantasy content? So Twitter is my primary. I love Twitter. I'm obsessed with it. I've recently started branching into TikTok. I was really scared of TikTok for a while because they're mean. Like, <laughs> they just are. Jeez, uh, Louise. Um, but TikTok has actually been really fun just because it's a whole other – it's more creative, right? So right. I found that um, Twitter is more of just like uh, – like 
stats and facts and stuff but with tiktok you can be a little bit more creative so i like that side of it but mm -hmm. those are really the only two platforms that i'm throwing out content on i think i have a few things up on youtube but it's not consistent gotcha instagram is more of like personal i i hardly ever post on there and if i do it's like what music i'm listening to yeah. or like the highlights of my life like basically it's a place for me to put cute pictures of myself i don't post go. much fantasy on there yeah, I've got an Instagram that I use to look at other people's Instagram. I don't know. Yeah. I just have it. No. It's just there just in case. I, like, I call. I have one of those two and it's called a Finsta so that people can't tell if I've been stalking them. Uh, mm -hmm. See, uh, you guys. Uh, Y'all are going to have to like. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, please don't tell me that. Um, I will say, though, it's a little bit different for me because I do social media for my company that I mm -hmm. work for. And so when I talk about like sports or like fantasy output, I do do that through Instagram too. It's just exhausting to do your own, to like follow up with your own personal stuff. Yeah. Once you've been doing somebody else's stuff all day long, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I feel you. Mm -hmm. No, I totally get that. I totally get that. I couldn't even do it for a little bit, let alone like all day. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> you say that. I bet you would be great though. I, I, who knows? I, I stay with jobs for like way, you know, for like, tens 11s 12s. oh you're loyal I'm that's loyal. amazing loyal. i love that that's me loyalty 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 great um, Drake song <laughs> do you, you sound okay. just like him too did i oh my you gosh really did. Uh, maybe, maybe he's here and i mean lucky him. he's next he gets to be he gets to be the next i'm gonna ask him about his fantasy teams but um he so he <laughs> somebody to do him for him <laughs> uh more like of a fantasy the, basketball his, guy i bet he's his his ghost writer for his he's got a ghost writer for his fantasy teams he's like yeah yeah you yeah, totally drafted that team he's got it um, for everything else <laughs> they're butts um if you had an extra hour in your day um i know it's crazy 25 hours instead of 24 would you use that extra hour for, do you think you'd use it more for work or more for having fun Oh, I want to say work, but I'm going to be honest with you. It would probably be to have fun. Probably I would be eating or yeah. relaxing. Honestly, maybe I would take a nap. I yeah, love I would a nap. Yeah, sleep with my brain. Yes. <laughs> and it's just like I'm so jealous of those people that are like, I'm going to take a quick 15-minute nap. No, mm. if I lay down, it's a slumber. I'm down yeah. for like three hours. Half my afternoon's yeah. gone. I wake uh. up and I have to eat and uh. usually have eaten right before then. So – if I had an extra hour, it would probably be to grab some sleep, which is yeah. super, <laughs> super not motivational. And everybody else is like, okay. Yeah, but you get that extra hour of sleep. You get that, you know, unless you go to the, well, I'm going to sleep and I'm just going to take an hour off. Like, you know, I'm just going to take this nap and that'll cut in, you know, and this, that. And then you play yourself because, you know, you're still going to bed late at which, night. Which happens to me a lot. I, I do it too. I'm like, just, you know, if I go to bed in one more hour, you know. Then Are you a night person or a morning person? I yeah. love this question. It is. That's a great question. I wish uh, I would say that uh, I wish I knew the answer to that is what I was going to say. Not that I wish that was a good question. Um, no, um, <laughs> I wish you had better questions. Wish I was about this is my show. Why are you asking me the questions? No, um, I think that I am more of a I would say more of a morning person now. As okay. I get older. Good for uh, you. Yeah. I, in I my 20s, I was definitely a, a night person that morning was like i i was the person that was like 
this was my last job, so I can say this, but I was the person who was like calling in in the morning and they were like, you only have to be there for an hour in the morning. Why can't you go in for an hour? And I'm like, I just don't feel well. Traffic. It's traffic. <laughs> they're like, so it's Nobody traffic. feels well in the morning when they're going to work. Now, kids, that is not true. Do not let your employer tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> False information. Yeah. That's toxic positivity. Yeah. So you're using your extra hour of to, to at least get yeah. some sleep in and that means you're a little bit more refreshed. I have more pep in my step there you and go. it's less self-care time that I have to take during the day. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I say that um, I'm, I would like to say work, but probably I would be doing something for myself. I've made it really important to make sure that I have, I call it my mental health moments throughout the day where I'm stopping and just doing something for me so that I can stay on task. It's helped my anxiety tenfold. I'm a much happier person. So it would probably be a nap or to do something for myself, which sounds really conceited. But by saying doing something for myself, a lot of times it's like taking my dog to the dog park or mm -hmm. just basically I put my cell phone away yeah. and I'm just myself without any extra like high alert system so like no tv no i'm i'm not engaged in anything other than just like being alive and that's been really <laughs> helpful you're gonna be like jared leto when he was out in the middle of nowhere when covid first started and he yeah. had no clue because he had no no you know no news so yeah no know. news and that's okay like yeah. i'm i'm such an introvert that i really thrive on my own like covid yeah. i yeah. was thriving your girl's okay. glowing. Everybody else was like going crazy and about yes. ready to kill the people they were living with. Yes. And I was like, I never have to see anybody ever again. And I'm totally fine with that. I, I needed a, a little bit of a different balance there than being at home 24-7. Like I needed a – like I loved working from home. That part was fine. It was just like yeah. not being able to do anything once I was done with the work, staying here. I and then my that. wife worked later. And so our – you know, and she could go into work later. And it was like yeah. – it was – I don't know. It was it was just She kind of got the best of both worlds then. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. sneaky feel like some people – aren't even like that extroverted or didn't need that much human interaction. They just didn't like being told that they had to stay home. They just, they just yeah. didn't like the authority of, people, of it. Yeah. A lot of people were, you know, and at first I thought, okay, cool. You know, when they told us to stay home, I was cool with it. But by the end I was like, man, and then get me out of here. And I had started therapy like right afterwards because of all of that. Like I was just like, okay, I'm at my point where I'm just like, I hate it. I hate being trapped at home by myself. Like I was just getting like lonely and like it was just stupid. So but to good me, for to you be... for trying to like figure it out. Because yeah. I love therapy. Anybody yeah. who listen to me, I'm like, please go find a therapist because right. well, it's it's hard at first, right? Because you have right. to find the right one. But once you find somebody, it's amazing. It's like one mm -hmm. of my favorite parts of my life now is therapy. You literally Get to talk about whatever you want to talk about, and they're just there to listen and yeah. to help you. And then that's it. Yeah. It's amazing, and you just feel so much yeah. better. Yeah, I, I, I it's, it, yeah, that's exactly. You feel so much better when it's like I'm one of those people still that I get like anxiety prior to going into my session with my therapist, just because like I'm like all day I'm thinking kind of like. I don't really want to go. I don't need to go. I'd rather be at home. You know, I'd rather yeah. do this. I'd rather do that. And then I get in there and it's fine. And that's kind of like how it is with like podcasting too. I'm thinking about it all day and I'm like, oh, but yeah. I'm like, ah, how I am with working out. So I get yeah. it. I like want to do it, but like, I'm like, I have to actually like do it. Make yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. like with, 
but like at the same time with podcasting, like I enjoy talking to people. I was just, you know, the anxiety thing that you were talking about earlier about having anxiety, like how is going, especially when you first started, how was going on to a podcast being someone who has anxiety? Um, I think that at the beginning, it was really easy for me because, um, like I said, Robbie was the one who invited me onto a lot of the podcasts in the beginning, and it was kind of with the same set of people. So it was different mm-hmm. podcasts, but it was all within the same group. And so I kind of felt comfortable. And I think that that was the best thing that could have happened because I that kind of set a foundation for me and gave me a comfort level um, and a confidence in myself. And so I think from there, it was just kind of like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, right? Mm -hmm. When you go on and you don't really know anybody, but I had that foundation to kind of fall back on, which helped me a lot. I will say I did deal with a stalker situation at the beginning of last year. Um, Yeah, it was towards the end of end of the year, beginning of this year. Um, and it was really hard for me to go on podcasts. I would get really anxious after that because, um, like, especially live shows, I started saying no to people because you knew that I was live where I was at. I was kind of stuck there. So I will say I kind of had anxiety with that, but that's something that I worked through with my therapist. And like I said, I just, I try to make sure that my mind is as calm as it can be going into those situations. So for me, that means that I take about 30 minutes a day where I'm not, I, my phone's either on do not disturb or I leave my phone at home and I just go do me and just kind of regroup. And that's helped me a lot with anxiety throughout life. Um, and then it kind of just spilled over into the podcasting thing too. That, I mean, that's great to take time for yourself. Like not enough people do that is, you know, no, and you don't think about it, right? Mm-hmm. We're, that's right. exactly what we were told not to do when we were younger, right. right? Like when when we were raised, it's all about what can you do for somebody else? Work hard, work hard for somebody else. And nobody really stopped to say like, how am I? Like, where's my mm-hmm. head at? But for me, it's something that I don't – what happens is I go, 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 and then I completely shut down. And then I'm right. no service to anybody for days to where mm-hmm. – you know, I, I struggled with that to where like, I want to get out of bed um, just because I would reach to the point where I couldn't do anymore. And so I just learned I'm actually better in the world whenever I just take a little bit of time for myself. And, you know, you just don't get excessive with it. You know, you just have your set time, you do you and go on. So that's what's helped me a lot with podcasting anxiety with really everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like um, when you spread yourself too thin or you say yes too many times to going on mm-hmm. people's podcasts and stuff, that's another way to burn yourself out. So finding that yeah. nice balance. Well, when it starts to feel like a job, that's where it gets rough, right? Because this mm-hmm. is what we all love to do. We love football. We love right. talking about football. We love talking about fantasy football. And then mm-hmm. we want to connect with people who are the same. But when you're constantly on and you haven't eaten that day or you're you're going straight from your job hall and rear to be able to make it to that podcast and then you're doing that three days in a row yeah everybody's gonna get burned out it's not gonna be as fun because you're stressed so that's 100 percent a thing and i did that to myself at the beginning because i was just so excited <laughs> yeah right and i also I get <laughs> yeah i also feel like as women in this industry i think that we don't get a ton of op- or it's getting better, but we don't get as many opportunities as our male counterparts. And so you almost feel obligated to say yes to every opportunity because you don't want people to think that um, you're not grateful 
to be thought of right. or to be asked. And so I think that I struggled with that a lot at the beginning too. But luckily I had some really great people in my life that kind of assured me that that's, that's not how it has to be. And it's exactly, it's not how it has to be. Um, and speaking of being a woman in the space, like when I first started playing fantasy football and I got involved on Twitter in the whole space when it comes to fantasy football and seeing that there weren't that many women in the space and how mm -hmm. it's grown and grown. And then you brought up the expo earlier and we yes. were able to have a, a panel of women who are in the fantasy football space that put out content. Uh, when you were asked to be a part of that and you were able to go and do that, what was that experience like? And how did you feel being a part of something like that? Well, first of all, I was honored because of everybody who was on that panel. I mean, each and every one of you guys, everybody's doing their own thing and it's amazing. And I learn, I've learned from each of you. So to me, it was almost like a fangirl moment where I got to kind of sit up there. It was surreal. But to look out and see not only was the room completely full, but then there were people fighting in the yeah. hallway trying to listen in. That was like, okay, this is what people are wanting, right? right? And it was just so cool to me to know that my little sister is going to get to grow up in a world where that's going to be the normal. That yeah. I just kind of felt like excited. And I will say out of everything, I just felt motivated. I was ready to go to work and to start trying to cultivate a different mindset around women in fantasy football or women in sports in general. So I would just say like, it was just surreal, honestly. And for all the the women and the, the little girls up there who want to be a part of the fantasy space, they want to either put out content or they want to just get involved by playing fantasy football or both, you know? Or both, yeah. But they're kind of hesitant about it because they think it's just, a you know, a man's world and they don't want to just, you know, be cast aside or whatever. What kind right. of advice or what kind of motivation do you have for those people who are kind of concerned or hesitant? I think just do it. I think, I think we, as a society, we just overthink too much all the time. Just go join a league. And if there's not one to join, start your own, get some of your girlfriends and start there and just say, Hey, this is fun. It's going to make watching football with whoever you watch football with a lot more fun. And then the way the way I got my friends involved is we made like silly little bets. So the loser each week had to buy somebody else coffee. And so we the girls who weren't even super interested in the league that I started around here, that was one way we kind of got people interested. But then you realize how fun it is once you get going. So you may get to introduce your friends to something that they didn't even know that they wanted. You know, it's mm -hmm. just it's a great way to kind of have your own little community. Um, so I think the best advice is just to get out there and do it. And you don't, you don't have to know anything about fantasy football to get started. You really right. don't. You can go in, fly blind. You may not win all the time, but you'll learn as you go. It's not something that you have to study before you go play. Yeah. Believe me, I'm still trying to figure things out. It's, it's, it's not, <laughs> you know, everybody so, is yeah, we overthink. We're, we're all trying. So yeah. And that's another thing too. So when you put out content, I'm sure that you've gotten the haters that come, you know, that either they don't like your take mm -hmm. on something or even the ones like that don't like that I'm a female. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we, you know, I know that <laughs> and I know it happens. Um, and I know we talk about it all the time. It's not one of my favorite things to like to ask just because we talk about it all the time. But at the same time, like it's good to get, um, 
you know, your perspective on, on how that situation is and how you handle it. Because yeah, uh, other, I mean, we, we all no, we have it. to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then sometimes the tools that others use to cope can help you in whatever situation right. you're in. So I'm all for talking about it. To be honest with you, when people are hateful to me online, it kind of – I I have this kind of superpower where it doesn't affect me as much. But I'm also like – I was a teenage girl in high school. Like <laughs> these middle-aged men that are trying yeah. to come at me have no idea. I'm like, you aren't half as mean as what those bullies in high school were like. So I feel like I'm almost <laughs> like conditioned a little bit. Um, but no, I think that for me, it's just kind of like I don't – I don't really care. I'm, I think that where I, I think my biggest tool is just knowing that I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. There's a ton of other creators. There's a ton of other people doing content that will be a better fit for them. So for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, if you don't like me, like it's no sweat because I have my own people and that's who I'm trying to attract. Going back to being authentic, I feel like the more you are you, you're going to attract people who like you and who like what you're doing. And you don't have to really worry about the haters because they're going to move on and go find somebody else. Also, there's a block button for a reason, you know? <laughs> One of the greatest inventions ever. Yeah. Ever. I, I deal with more people just being like gross. Yeah. Like, like I don't need you to comment on my looks when I'm talking about football. I really don't. Or whether it's good or bad. I think that that's where it gets a little tricky for me. But as far as the meanies, I don't really care. Okay. You kind of just got to yeah. shake off the haters. Okay. Yes. Shake the haters off. I, that's great advice. And, you know, when somebody comes for like low hanging fruit and they want to like come at you because you're a woman or come at you because you're pretty mm-hmm. or come at you because of this or that and like tell you things that you already freaking know. Right. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. You know, um, to be able to deal with that kind of stuff, because some it, it is hard to deal with that. It just is. And just, it is. You know, some, and sometimes you can't just brush it off. Sometimes it does eat away at you or it does get to you. And those mm-hmm. are the, you know, and that, like you said, taking some time to yourself, I think helps. Yeah. In I situations think like that. I keep going back to that, but I think that because I try to keep, um, kind of like I, I make sure that I'm investing in myself every day to kind of have that calm mindset. And because mm-hmm. of that, I'm in a better space to, handle that. Now, if I'm having like a crazy day and everything's going wrong and then I get a hateful comment, yeah, that's going to set me back a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I said, like I'm a big, um, big advocate for therapy and I've gotten a lot of cool tools through there. I journal a lot. And Mm so one of the things that I do, um, if something gets under my skin, you know, I'll ask myself, like, is this true about me? Like you don't know anything about football, like all, yeah, that's not an exact one, but just that's something that people say. So I would write it out and just say like, is this true? And then you can kind of like, once you face that back at yourself and you propose yeah. it as a question, it's easier to work through and just be like, no, like I right. probably know more than you do. It's not a big deal. And then yeah. that's when it's easier for me to shake it off is that you just kind of have to like set it aside and just deal with it instead of just trying to internalize it. Or worry about what they're worried about. But like you said, the women in the fantasy panel was standing room only out, you know, spilled out into the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty, pretty rad. And it was nice to have that many people. And there were so many men in there to have that kind of. Yeah. Support. Support. Exactly. So uh, that was cool to Love see as turnout. well. Right. Exactly. 100%. You know? 
Um, and we should have got more time and we should have got a bigger room. We've already discussed this. Bob mm-hmm. Long knows. So, you he's, know, he's making proper modifications. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, so obviously the positivity is there. And obviously we've been talking about this space and just the community in general. And, and the expo yeah. totally proves that, like, this community is something like amazing. wild and awesome and yeah amazing um and, and we care about out, each other exactly did you uh know anybody prior to being there had you met anybody in person prior to going to the expo i did not meet anybody i felt like i knew sam holt because we had done a podcast together um mm-hmm. But no, I hadn't met anybody in person. That was my first experience. So I met Sam first because we were rooming together and then we went. But I felt like I knew people, right? right? Because I had been following them for a year, social media. But it really was nice to kind of just like be surrounded in in that element. But no, I didn't know. I officially in person hadn't met anybody before I went. So you basically answered my question about meeting people for the first time and, you know, how that went. Um, Uh Like, I can't even explain. I I get so giddy when I talk about the expo just because (laughs) it's so cool to just feel accepted. Like the entire weekend, it was almost like summer camp, right? But I was getting to hang out with all of these people that I hadn't. Like I had been wanting to hang out with mm-hmm. and who I had called friends, right. but who I hadn't met in person. So it was awesome. And it just being able to see people's energy and just, I don't know, it was just fun. It was, if you haven't gone to the expo, if you're listening, you have to go. Like you I just do. have to make it a priority. Right. It's, it's an amazing experience. But yeah, no, it was amazing. That's all I can say. Amazing. It's my adjective. <laughs> It's amazing. Well, it is amazing. And I I don't know if my friends are like, well, why are you going to Canton every August? Well, why are you not? (laughs) Why are you not? It's the best. Um, But yeah, it was so much fun. Did you have um, an experience or something that happened there that like sticks out in your mind? I bawled my eyes out when I went to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I wasn't the only one. Kendall and Sam both cried too. (laughs) Um, But no, walking in and seeing the bus. When I saw John Madden, that was a lot, but I just kind of felt so overwhelmed with the weekend whenever I I had gone in there. And it was just such a cool moment for me. But I just felt like I made so many, so many connections and I left with so many friends that I feel like are true friends now. If I showed up in their state and I was like, hey, let's go grab lunch, I truly think that so many of them would. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just the entire weekend was a cool experience. That visiting the hall of fame though it it probably stands out most in my mind still haven't done it and i've I've gone to the expo twice i know okay but to be fair this time around my dad showed up when we were supposed to be going which was so sweet though but it was just like out of nowhere so it kind of like bumped everything and that was the thing that got bumped so well you have next year we do and we're going to and we're going to make sure you know so i'm looking forward to it um Maybe I'll have the same kind of experience. I don't know. I didn't think that I would be that person. I'm usually not that like emotional about things like that, but it just, it it all kind of hit me. Yeah. It's just so cool to just be, I don't know, just kind of just thrown into all that history and, and the love of the game. And I also think that it matters who you go with. I was, Mm -hmm. I was with really great people who were there to experience it all too. Yeah. That is cool. Like, yeah, nobody's like rushing you through it or anything like that. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, exactly. So, 
Yeah, I got you on that. We went. We went. You know to- what I'm talking about. <laughs> But yeah, that might also be why we didn't go this no, yeah. <laughs> for a reason. Uh, we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I mean, oh, how was whatever. that? Is that it was cool? okay? It was pretty cool, you know. No, I, I voted, and then now I get email every day. For, Ooh, yeah, I yeah, you had to spam. That. I'm one of those lazy people that like I just created Unsubscribe. a new email address because that one's basically spam now. <laughs> <laughs> I have an SBC global email address from when i was like way back uh, way back like my first house ever that i you know it was just like i have a friend who makes a ton of money and all she does is clean up people's emails like she literally goes through and unsubscribes from things she makes a ton of money doing it but that's all she does doesn't that sound awful i'm like Uh, that is that's why mine is capital punishment i feel like for me just like i'd rather the latter i'm like i don't care if you like i get like some people like clicking and doing not me i'm not about that's why mine looks the way it looks like i can't (laughs) too much admin (sighs) yes (laughs) oh you man so okay so the expo was obviously awesome, and as we've, as you said, amazing. Um, and and you, you did you <laughs> get to meet? Times. <laughs> did you get to meet any people there that, that you either didn't know existed in the first place, and it was like, wow, cool. Like, or did you meet somebody that like you knew about, but like had never really like faced dove into, or, like talking on the internets and stuff? Um, not really. I feel like everybody I was familiar with just because like you said like twitter is so big in our community mm-hmm. and i i i knew people from twitter so i wasn't i wasn't um i would say like shocked to meet anybody i was disappointed there was a few people who i wanted to meet that didn't get to make it yeah but no everybody everybody i feel like i kind of knew of i will say just a suggestion cough cough bop lung i think that our twitter handles should be on our name tags next year because i would like meet people and i'd be like ah and they'd be like oh i'm so and so and i'm like okay okay, that would have helped me especially for the people that yeah that whose faces aren't their profile picture right i missed out on people and i felt like like a total yeah and they're tiny and i felt like a total jerk or like and also like both sides would be cool to have it on too so that when yeah, it flips when it over because they flip a lot and so you were like oh i know you want to use yourself too yeah well and when you're a couple drinks in also it's yes. like oh it gets gosh. a little more difficult but yeah, yeah if we could have our twitter handles on the name tag next year it would be amazing primo see look look at that all the little you're welcome there you go <laughs> i like it idea of the hour right there you heard it first when it happens we have to credit you Hey, I will take the credit as okay. long as it's done. Yeah. And it needs to be double sided. It needs to be double sided for me. Yeah. Um, yes. But it, I go to it, it, I go one time and now I have all of these. You demands. have all of the answers. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, you know, I didn't have anything underneath it. People were like, you don't have any. I just had my name, right? I didn't have like an, a site just, or Casey, a, I didn't put my podcast name. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I would tell you. Some of the stuff people said, but it's inappropriate. Anyway. Yeah. Shake off the haters. Uh, shake off the haters. Um, no, uh, back to, but back to, you know, positivity and positive people. Networking is like a big game changer in oh, Twitter cute. is a big game changer when it comes to networking. But yes. um, how do you go about like talking to somebody, especially somebody that maybe you have never talked to before or maybe like somebody. Casey, that, I'm so you know, awkward. Little, hmm? 
I usually say something like off the wall and then makes them feel a little bit awkward and it's just <laughs> easier to roll out when you're both starting from like what just happened. Yeah. No. I like that. Um, I will say that when we were at the fantasy stuff, it was really nice because I was, like I said, rooming with Sam Holt. Sam mm-hmm. knows everybody. And so yeah. I was just kind of like the tag along and then she would introduce me and it was just kind of easy. But I always fall back to common ground. Like, okay, especially when we're networking in this industry, we all like football. We all like fantasy yeah. football. Just yep. Who's who's your sleeper this year? Like I would just fall back to easy questions that I knew everybody had an answer for. And then it just once you can start talking about something that you're comfortable and confident in, you gain more confidence. It's just kind of takes the anxiousness or the anxiety out of the situation or like awkwardness because talking to strangers is awkward. Mm-hmm. People, unless you're like a crazy extrovert, and I feel like they're lying if they say they never get nervous talking to a new person, right? It's right. just awkward at first just because it it just is. So yeah. I think just throwing out something that you know is common ground is the best place to start and then working your way up from there. But that's that's what I do. Are you a part of the Scott Fishbowl or have you been a part I, of it? This is my first year. Okay. Um, It's going terribly in case anybody <laughs> wants to know. I had two as one of my quarterbacks. Aww. Rough time. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I somehow missed like the group chat thing and they went from doing like a slow eight hour draft to like the 30 minute draft. And so I auto picked mm. like seven times in a row and had no idea. So oh. that's kind of a bummer, but yeah. it's okay because we're going to win on waivers. So I can tell myself. Yes. Hey, I like that. Like, do it. I mean, you got to make the best out of a situation, you right? Do. You really do. And yeah, exactly. Like, if it wasn't, like you said, injury, you know, stuff that happens. happens all the time. Everything right? happens all the time. So just a little, you're going to win it with a little bit of a handicap. It's cool. And that's totally fine. You're Last good. year, I lost like half of my running backs before season even started. So anything's <laughs> better than that. That's always a blast. Ugh. It was awful. I was like, are Ugh. you kidding me? Have you ever, like, been in a draft and drafted a player and then, like, news comes out, like, either during the draft or, like, right after that they're hurt or whatever? Um, Yeah, that that happened. It was literally um, one of my running backs. I think it was – I don't remember who it was. It might have – it was maybe Dobbins? I don't know. I've always – Forget but Dobbins, it was because I next, know mine was. I, yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty sure it was Dobbins, but it was the next day, and yes. I was like, mm, or maybe it's a couple days later. But anyways, it's not a good time. No, that's awful. Then I, I, it, yeah, it is. It's horrible. Or like my friend who drafted Andrew Luck and then he retired. <laughs> oh, you know, like kind of stuff. And so. see, like I feel like, I feel like they should they should get some sort of a. Like, I feel like if it's something like that or if it's a huge player, I think that you should get some sort of a credit. I don't know. You think that until you're like, it, it doesn't nah, happen that I, way. I want to no. win. <laughs> Everybody I wants win. to win. So. I want to win. I want to win. So, so speaking of leagues, you had brought up earlier that you're in a league or you, that you're still in a league with some of the same people that from high school from high school so you guys how do you do your drafts so now it's all virtual um just because we used to try to get together now so many people have moved some people live out of the country even and so we it's kind of just like it's like a we set a time everybody gets on and that's it like we just draft um the group chat is where it's at it's just all trash talking that's what makes it fun I need to get in. You know what? I'm going to start a group chat for my home league because, like, we were talking about doing it and then yeah. we never did. 
And the reason we were talking about doing it was to shame the people who won't set their lineups because they're <laughs> takes two seconds and they know it takes two seconds and they never do and they never do and i really hope they listen to this podcast and i know they don't but i like bring it up every call episode them out because- name names lauren <laughs> <laughs> lauren renner okay <laughs> i love you lauren uh, anyway <laughs> oh no uh but it, it's really cool that you guys from high school and then that happens yeah. with a lot of people that come on here they're like oh yeah a lot of the same people so is the league all women or do you have women and men in that league i'm the only woman oh i know i like it and i kind of like it like that too yeah um so we've we've kept no new friends it's kind of what we've what we've adapted but it's just like the same we got all these okay keep going you've got to come on now um it's just like we have our core group and that's what's been cool is it's just like the nostalgia factor um and so that's I think what's also kept us together is it's not like it's not even just the pressure of like of being in a league but it's like if you drop out like you're giving up all of this history and you can't <laughs> yeah, come back you don't do so <laughs> I think that 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 type of uh just making sure that we stay close-knit like nobody's dropped off nobody's been added in this fact that everybody to keep showing up, I think that it's one we want to, but then on the other hand, like you don't want to be the person who ruins it, who drops yeah. out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, but there's a guy who's lost four years in a row and no. like I think he's thought about it, but we're like, no, nah. like yeah. you you're stuck. You've committed yourself for life. For just do better. Life. Be better. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> what's your favorite uh when it comes to leagues and everything? What's your favorite setting or or you know, anything, wrinkle, some crazy thing? Anything. Okay. So now my new favorite thing is all 22, how you can draft and you can draft your entire team. So you have a 53 man roster, right? You're picking your offensive linemen, you're picking your defensive schemes. It's not just it's more of like Madden meets fantasy football. That's what I'm super into right now, just because it's the whole football side of I'm obsessed with the offensive line. If you follow me, you already know. Right. Um, So I really like that. We're finally giving guys credit and grading them. And it's not as a unit. Yeah. Not as a unit is a a big, you know, big deal. It's a huge thing. Yeah. It's a, yeah. And, and I know that it's like kind of, I know IDP is big with a lot of people for that other for that reason as well because it's like oh hello percent uh- <laughs> yeah it, but you also learn more about the game when yeah. you do it that way right it's more difficult but it's more rewarding when when you were growing up and you're in Oklahoma and obviously Sooners and everything but when it came to NFL what were you doing. Okay, so people are going to judge me for this. I didn't really get into the NFL. Like I said, I grew up Cowboys fan when I was younger, and then they went kaput. And then I was just kind of focused on, like, college football, I would say. Honestly, it was really just kind of like (laughs) OU football. Um, But then what happened was all those – a few of the guys that I was living with and all the guys that I made friends with started making it in the league. So, of course, I wanted to follow them. And that's when I got really invested because – at that point, I was a little more um, developed in like breaking down film and things like that. I could appreciate it more. I think when people don't, when they say they don't like the NFL or it's not as fun as NCAA, I think it's because they don't watch it from like an intro. 
the NFL is so intricate. It's yeah. so wild to me when you actually slow things down and you watch what they're doing. It is, it's like ballet. It's so many small <laughs> things have to happen for the big thing to happen. But if you're just focused on the big thing, it's not going to seem as cool to you. Right? right. So whenever I really started focusing on breaking down plays and just the intricacy of it, I started to respect it more. And that's when I became a big NFL fan. So that Actually. was only like, I don't know, like probably four or five years ago that I really started to get into it. That's cool though. I, 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 I like that origin story. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe OU should be the team that I try to get into. Since like, since Allen's like right down the street and I feel like, a bunch of like quarterbacks you know? all, all of, yeah <laughs> every quarterback I feel like there's so many people that want to go to out of state schools from texas yeah. that they end up at ou they do yeah so we'll and then yeah. what happens is everybody graduates from ou and goes to dallas <laughs> just a, a constant feeding ground for both yeah for sure um well, well before we go i i I'm very excited to have been able to talk to you. It's amazing. It's so much fun. <laughs> yes. It was so much oh, it's fun. amazing. Look, you've it adapted. I have. I'm I'm getting I'm getting with the program. And no, um, super, super, super excited that I was able to talk with you, especially since like we were talking about the expo, but we got to yes. be on the panel together and I got to meet you, and it was really, really a cool experience. So, cool. so yeah, to be able to have you come on here next next year, you can raise your hand when I ask. I was like, oh my god, what a total tool to say. If you've been on my podcast, raise your hand. But that I just wanted to say, cool like, moment. look, I talk to people that can help you with your, you yeah, know, getting in into the industry and tips and tricks are always nice. And you've given us a lot. And I just want to know before we go, if you could tell everybody what you're doing right now, what you have going on. Cause I know you're like all <laughs> over the place. What do you do? Like, <laughs> tell me your like normal 25 hour day. Uh, no, yes. <laughs> Lots of naps. No, what do you got going on? Um, and then where people can find you and everything else. So I make it super easy for people to find me. Apparently nobody has my name in the world, but Maddie Kroll, M-A-D-I-K-R-O-L-L on everything. Literally, if there's social media platform and you type in that name, it's me. Um, <laughs> so you can find me on there. I, I, you're right. I do have a lot going on. So I just partnered with Amazon. So I have an, an Amazon storefront that I link everywhere. Um, I work for Heavy Sports. So I now have a few podcasts that are coming out through that, um, do social media through them. And then I help cover the NBA. So I do some reporting on that. Um, and yeah, i I'm just kind of all places all the time, do a lot of stuff in the nonprofit world, which I'm kind of building on and trying to integrate into sports stuff as well. But you can keep up with all of that when you follow me on those yeah. platforms because it's it changes like day to day. Yeah, definitely go follow all of her stuff. Like you can find all of her content, all the, all the fun stuff. It's all there. So if you're not following Maddie already, you need to be – following her also Thank i asked you. i asked I <laughs> you're welcome well i asked dave this i like to ask people who have names that often get misspelled because i'm one yeah. of those people do you get your name misspelled quite often or all the time yeah all okay. the time maddie gets changed all the time it doesn't really bother me too much except for when people message me and they it's like a completely different name and they're <laughs> i get mandy a lot and i'm like okay <laughs> like if you're gonna ask me to do something for you you need me to retweet something for you please don't call me mandy like you literally can see my name in my handle um <laughs> but yeah no that happens sometimes luckily i have kind of an easy name like 
Yeah. Maddie's four letters. And then Kroll's not far behind. Right on. We'll go make sure you're following Mandy. Yeah, come, Mandy, come follow Mandy, Mandy. She's Mandy cool. Noel. Go follow, follow Mandy, Mandy Noel. Noel. And uh, <laughs> that's going to be... People are going to be so confused. Gonna, if you made it to no. this point, like, Somebody's, I commend you. If you create the account, like, yeah. whatever. If you made uh, it to the point where you're Googling me, good for you. I'll take it. you. High five. <laughs> you Google me, it just says, did you mean C-A-S-E-Y-K? Yeah. You know, it's okay. At least you don't have no that No keychain name for you. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, Maddie. Um, Maddie Kroll is who you guys need to follow. But yeah, make sure <laughs> we went off the rails from the beginning. So it doesn't yeah. This ending where I'm supposed to say you should stay rad for real, guys. If you don't stay rad, then there's some issues. Just make sure you're staying rad. Right, Maddie? <laughs> That's it. That's all you That's gotta it. do. That's all you gotta do. Yep, and this is me sober too. So anyway, <laughs> thanks guys. Make sure that you're coming back next week or whenever. Come no, back. Just come back, please. Please don't get scared. <laughs> um, we'll be back again soon. All right. Uh, stay red. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>